RadioInfluence.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, no doubt indeed. Another episode of Talking Schmutz. This is DJ Don Pablo. Got my dog, Be More Mike, with me. What up, what up? And we have the one and only. It's Nick 11. This esteemed. <laughs> <laughs> Nick 11 in the building. Hello. How you doing, Nick? Good. So, How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. See, we have we have uh, we have history, so she's gonna she's gonna let loose. I, I anticipate she will at least. I just I have no filter. Oh, that's good. That's good. Let's utilize. That I hope tonight. not. That's gonna, that's gonna make this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just dive right into it. Let's talk about your uh, your history in entertainment. Um, you started as what as a child in, in the entertainment field. I mean, you want to just cut it up first. You look like For you real, just want to let loose. You get, how long do you have? <laughs> I mean, we got some time. Give us the abbreviated Come version. On, it's just ridiculous. I started out in pageants when I was a teenager, but that's really boring. Yeah, nah, but I thought you don't you have didn't you get like a check from Disney or something? Didn't you do something back in the day with? You're gonna go that far? Yeah, damn right. <laughs> and how much was it? I want to know what Disney royalties pay. <laughs> Well, well, now it was $2.65. It was $2.65? Yeah. No shit. It was. <laughs> What'd you do? Were you a lollipop kid? What'd you do? Shut up. I was like, a, what is the, what's a lollipop kid? I don't know. <laughs> you know damn well what a lollipop <laughs> kid is. It took everything I had to hold that laugh. Yeah, no, no, she um, could. No, you she, know, the little munchkins from. Uh, I do know the Willy Wonka. Is yeah, that what from, we're talking from about? From Wizard of Oz. Wizard Everyone of Oz. The that. munchkins okay. from Munchkin That had nothing to do with Disney, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so get your facts straight, yeah, yo. I was just asking, man. I'm just, you know. So anyways, yeah, um, yeah, honestly, I was, I was acting, I did a lot of acting and, um, like, and I wound up, uh, creating a demo and through acting, there was a director that used to be a promo, excuse me, a pro not a producer, but a, a, a PR person for George Clinton. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I want to introduce you to him. I think, you know, you guys should produce something together and. I didn't really know who George Clinton was, but I, uh, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I went into the studio and next thing you know, like I was in the studio recording with him and, and he was just like a big teddy bear. He's like the nicest person I've ever met in my life. And it was just a great first experience to professionally record with somebody and then being so, uh, just an amazing person spirit and, yeah. Damn, would, that was at a as a teenager? Yeah, and my dad had to come to the studio and check things out. And oh, damn See, right. I always, always have a question about people that meet, that meet George Clinton. Yeah. What was he wearing? Um, was he, he wearing just, the sheet or something even more ridiculous? No, you know, he actually did that on stage a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess because maybe, I don't know. He was Wait, what? what, what where, he what? wears... Well, traditionally, not was that, he, he used to wear that uh, that bed sheet from whatever hotel they were staying at, and they would do <laughs> art on the sheet, and he would drape it right over oh, really? his whole I body. I don't remember that. But, so every um, time I've seen him, he's wearing like the sheet, and what the I, dress is so weird. What I really, uh, when I see George, or when I when I think about George, I think about like the hairstyle and yeah. the colors, and um, just how. Uh, he, he was just so amazing at like marketing and branding yeah. himself. And that was all him. I just remember him always like saying to you, to me, I'm like, why do you wear all that stuff? Or you know, <laughs> and he was like, do you think I like, you know, walking around like this? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought <laughs> it was you. you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, it, but no, it was, it was branding of and course. marketing the, 
it, you know, it's things you don't, when you're first starting out in the business, you don't understand that. You don't understand it's a business and it's about marketing and branding and a huge, huge business, but he's <laughs> literally working sure with my name <laughs> on <laughs> for that reason. Yeah. yeah. Learning the hard way. But if I learned anything from that experience, it was just, yeah, you need to brand yourself. And, and I have so much respect for him. And to this day, I even try to go out of my way to like, I did, you know, like interview, I interviewed him and I have all this footage of him because I just, I wanted to, to um, just show my respect and say whatever I can ever do for you. Um, just let me know because I'm just like that. If I like, if someone does something for me, I do 10 times back for them because it's just, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate um, kindness in this business and good energy because it, it's very rare. Super rare. Yeah. So if you do find it, whether it's, you know, like, you know, like Pablo here, for instance, you know, we've been <laughs> friends forever and like I would do anything for him and I think he feels the same sometimes, but. <laughs> oh, cut it out. But no, seriously go. though, uh, I just, if you do find people in within this business or have that creative energy, um, hold tight to them and just, you got want to create a team and a kind of like a, like a little community of, of these people. I mean, I would agree that you're kind of the teddy bear of Tampa Bay. Should, no, we, should we start going with that? No, TB of TB? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Definitely we, want to stay far away from that. No, man, cool. I, think, I think you got a tough front, but yeah. everybody says that you're a fan, man. Yeah, you but, might be the TB, the teddy bear of Tampa meet? Bay. How did we meet? Um, it was a, um, it was a fluffy convention, remember? No, just just a, uh, a mutual DJ event. I think it was a get down. Wasn't yeah, it? I think it was a get down. Yeah, it was a get down with the um, sinister 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 syndicate. Try saying that three times fast. Down at a bar five four eight. So they used to okay, do that. Cool. Well, still do that once a month. They just had their five year. So shout out to them. But uh, um, yeah, pick up ski. The very for that. first one, matter of fact. Yeah, I think it was the first one yeah. that we so met. So we've at. been friends almost exactly five years. Now. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, and then all of our all of our friends. Like our six degrees of separation is like, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. we're intertwined. Oh, it's some yeah. serious Spider Man shit with our friends link right now. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's cool that you guys are a part of this like Tampa community, yeah. like DJs and music people. Like, I never really got into the, the scene here. It's it's um well, not it, easy. Well, yeah, well no no no, and I wouldn't even say that it, that you didn't get on onto the scene. I just think that your your path was a little different. Like the the DJ community here is it's. It's grown quite a bit though, but yeah, you it have, has. A, you know, but there's, you're more transient. Like you, you've been overseas, which we've seen, you, yeah. you've been out West, uh, cause, and your production, which we, we need to go into as well. Your production has taken you overseas and you, you charted numerous times. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about DJs, you know, we contribute to this market, but now we do have a population, you know, a significant portion of DJs that do travel outside of here, but for the most part, when we talk about our local, it was just, you know, our local group. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but you've been, you know, you're, you're not a one trick pony. So you've been all over the place. Yes, I, I totally get that. I mean, DJing to me was always like the old school, like the rave scene. Yeah. Uh, like the Juan Atkins and the Kevin Saunderson and uh, just that, you know, Richie Hawkins. You know, it's just like the, all those amazing DJs that, that you just kind of, even though it wasn't popular then, you just, the electronic scene has just always been a part of my life. And that's why I separated from my first experience with the P-Funk because I wasn't being honest with myself. And 
um, like they all saw the marketing with this, you know, little white girl, you know, being with the band and I are being produced by George. Um, and I, like, did you we, release those records that you have with George? No, we never released anything. No I shit. performed, I performed them on stage, like all over the world, but, um, the business side, um, just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And I just caught on to that at a very, very early age. Like when you're watching, you know, I hate, I don't want to talk bad, but he just had a lot of people, bad people that surrounded him at the time that were stealing from him and just weren't really Even good people. Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, that's a big posse of, yeah. of people. Yeah. And, Parliament and, and yeah. people that just like gravitate toward him, sit towards him and not even, not for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And you just, you just saw that I was really close to him and, and like just walking down into the studio, you know, hundred dollar bills falling out of his pockets. And I'm just like, George, you know, you know, like picking him up, you know, <laughs> and he, he's just like, he didn't care, but he never did this for the money. He did this because it's all he knew. And it was just a part of who he was. And he started a do like a doo-wop group right. back in the day at a barbershop, I think it was. And he just has this amazing history and music is his life. It's, all he is and all he ever should have been. Well, did that help you with your connection with, I know you did a track with a relative of Bootsy. Did that help you with that connection or? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bootsy's son is really the connection of, although I know Bootsy, um, but I never really did a track with Bootsy. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it with his son, it's called Uwe. And I actually approached Uwe, his name, his, his name is William as well, um, but, it just, I heard his voice. He's got this really cool, like. He does, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, you, I hear I hear him all over this track. And so I told him what what to do and what to do. And we, he lives in Ohio with his dad. And I just, he transferred the, the vocals over. And yeah, it worked out, worked out really well. That's such a cool family. They're really cool, really cool. And they're really tight too, you know. They just, you know, good Christian family. and just Shout out to the Collins family one time. Absolutely. And we went from P-Funk right into the Collins. I mean, you know. How often is that? When, how much do you talk about P-Funk without mentioning Bootsy Collins, man? I mean, you got uh, to talk True story. Him. You have to. Dig. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm a <laughs> big fan. My father's a huge fan, so I know. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm a Funkadelic fan just, just by proxy. <laughs> That's cool, man. If I couldn't fund my house when I was a child, then I could just follow, like, flashlight blasting through the neighborhood because we were like only at when i when i lived in naples for a while we were only black neighborhood within maybe a mile we were only black family within a mile oh, you live in naples so if i lost where like my way to get home i could just follow p-funk all the way to the house literally right. just my gps so yeah, yeah right i love it noise. yeah they're really good really good family amazing people yeah. so when did you get into production um Wow, that's a that's a that's a hard question. It it started out as DJing, mm -hmm. just like vinyl and just listening to all the vinyl. And uh, I saw this girl, this amazing DJ at the time. I don't know if she was ever really popular, but her name was DJ Rap, and I got to see, I was fortunate enough to see her live. Hell yeah! And it was drum and bass. She's a and she sings too. She does. She does. Um, she does uh, drum and bass and. Drum and bass is just something that's kind of like dubstep. You got you can listen to it for like twenty minutes, and then you're like, "Hey, gotta go." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I love all types of music. I do, but and I appreciate it. 
But uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to see her and I don't know what it was. I guess I was really in love with how passionate she was about what she was doing when she was spinning her vinyl. Mm -hmm. And she came out there with, you know, I, I've never, I had never seen a DJ live before and I got to see that. And, the, and, and she had these long fingernails and just beautiful woman behind the turntables. And I, I swear to you, <laughs> I'm just staring at this chick and just like, I was like, instant love i loved her and i was I, I i was babysitting at the time and stuff and i was able to save up for uh techniques and so nice. I wait techniques. you had a normal job i didn't think you ever had a normal job and i've known you for a long time are you fucking kidding me <laughs> no i'm dead serious are you serious <laughs> run, run i've the been gala, working my ass off <laughs> what? No, I from day one yo <laughs> I never like, thought, I never music does not pay you yeah, yeah. <laughs> not all the time <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a brutal business for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I never knew you had a conventional job. I've had several. I've had several. Yeah. That's I how think, you know she's I good work. at the conventional because she doesn't. You don't know anything about it. I work so hard. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You don't want you want to kind of create this. Would you say fantasy for people? Yeah. Um, they don't want to really know about that part of you. Yeah. Right. And if they do, it's kind of like a disappointment. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? She works. She I just floors. saw Charles Barkley at Publix bagging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's exactly how it is. He gets rid of the, the what's the word, the mystique of it. So, yeah, I, it does. I would definitely agree. I understand so, that. I get that so for sure. I don't want to disappoint anyone. So, oh, cut it I, out. I've had several. Several, yeah. Is that right? She's like a paralegal in real life, though. That would be pretty cool. Oh, her, I could use her. I, was, I know that. <laughs> Shit. Now, how did we meet? We met. Uh, pizza. Yeah, we were at a pizza joint, and it was at uh, it was when Gators used to do the bikini contest. Yeah. And it was on a Sunday because that's when I was there. I used to be a bikini model too, a calendar yeah. bikini model. Yeah, but you weren't. I, did you even go there that day? I don't think you no, did. No, I was Just a professional calendar. I remember you doing model. that. Yeah. He's but. in the eyes. And uh, I had the badge on. She goes, do you DJ? And I'm thinking, like, I gave it away. You know, he says your name. Because like, <laughs> you're like, you know. But she, she'll, ass, but she'll, no, but she'll approach anybody. And she she's uh, she's very bubbly. And that's how we got to talking. And she goes, well, what do you use? Like, <laughs> she says, I have techniques. I'm like, oh, shit. She knows what she's talking about. And, then, and that was, I think that was like, 2009 yeah you know so and then her and i've done but some, it was cool he had a vibe he had that new york vibe mm -hmm. i've met the coolest people from new york still there if they're out of new york you know still what i'm saying yeah. if they stay in new york a totally different vibe but if you leave new york and come to florida you do get like a good mix when people have, when northerners have been here for a little while, you get kind of they a have good the mix. Sun, they're yeah. happy. They're not full Florida man, but they're not <laughs> yes. full Northerner. Yeah, that's Bob's. But, but uh, so th that's uh, that's how we initially met, and then I've seen you at that point. I didn't realize you were just it was nomadic. At one point, you were out in Washington, then you're out in LA, LA for a while. And then the production, I saw you were going strong on EDM, and you were charting a couple of times. Remember, what record was it that? Uh, it was the it, last one, right it? before right before the pandemic. I um, and I had it all laid out. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, this is the follow up track. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had That's everything all every lined business, up. Yeah. Then pandemic, boom, shut down. Oh, it's man. right after I hit Billboard for the first time, and I'm like, I got how high you get? Twenty, top twenty, nineteen. Damn. Wow. Uh, which was amazing, you know, and then, you know, you see Elton John and 
uh, J-Lo were all doing dance tracks at the time. And once J-Lo was doing the um, the Super Bowl, and it was just, it was all over for me. I was like, oh, I guess I'm going down. <laughs> you know, I can't compete with that. I can't compete with that kind of budget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, anybody's they're numbers on big labels Super Bowl, and, it's over. Just, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but you still hit Billboard I did. As an indie, 20. As like, an indie artist, yeah. I don't really think... I'd like to that's see incredible. how many people have done that. So I that's that's incredible. That's that's a tough thing to accomplish, especially and you hit it on the head. I mean, you know how labels they're going to get all that backing, mm-hmm. you know. But as an independent artist, which means a lot of times it's it's the bulk of your own investment, right? What for what for when, market? Oh yeah, you know when you're trying to you know you, you know get on playlists, you're trying to do all these um, these things, and you're trying to find promoters and. Absolutely everything. I do everything on my own. And, and yeah, I would like to have some guidance, more guidance, but it just seems like everyone that approaches me or that I approach, it's just this, this uh, feeding frenzy of bad energy and how much money do you have? Right? So the music industry just in And you find out you know more than they do, mm-hmm. which it's really sad that they're taking money from so many, like especially indie artists, you know, we don't have... We don't have a lot of money to spend on these things. We work really hard, and I mean, and it would be nice to find a company or individuals that you know know what they're doing and know how to guide you. You know, I have no problem paying people for their work, but make it honest work and and don't uh, take advantage of people that have worked so hard and have come so far. You know, so I would love to get to that point so I can be that person for others. I would love that. And it's a, it's a, it's a force. It's a goal. It's a mission for me to be that person, but, uh, I'm still not there yet. And I, um, but I will, I will get there and to where I know everything that I'm trying to learn now so I can tell others and give them help. When you say others, do you mean locally? You just I, mean anybody? I mean, anybody for- I want, because I, that's how, why I started the label because I want to, I want to feature other artists and I want to bring them on board with me. But right now I don't, I don't have the budget to give them to promote their projects, you know, because it does, it takes, it takes money. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're going to just stick to music. Are you going to get back into acting now? Are you going to executive produce? It sounds like, I mean, you have a lot of options. I do everything. Like I just finished this pilot with, uh, uh, Chris Hansen from NBC. And, nice. Um, we were doing this kind of, but it was kind of like a political thing and it wasn't really my, my thing, but, uh, I was doing it. It was for iHeartRadio, and um, is it gonna? It, has it aired yet? It or? was just a pilot. Okay. they wanted me for and and but it was cool. I, I well, my point is this: I I love everything. I love just being a part of like hosting or the studio, the stuff, podcast, uh, acting, everything. I just did a movie out in Seattle, um, and I don't know. I, I'm just it's. I have my hands in everything and I always have because it's just, you don't really have to say, Oh no, I'm an actor or I'm an artist. I'm this. If you're creative, you can find, you can do like just several things. And my heart is in everything. It, and I have to be creative. I don't care if I'm like decorating a living room. It's just like, no, I have check, to be creative. That checks out. She, and uh fat shout out to Johnny V too, by the way. When, oh, I love uh, him. We went on uh, 102.5 The Bone one time, and uh, she calls me up. She's like, hey, Bob, should I get in character? I'm like, what are you talking about? What? Just just, just be Nikki, you know? Like, And uh, 
So she's like, okay. And then she shows up. I'm like, what's this? What do we do? But she just, I mean, you put a lot of time and effort into it. And I it do. has a very, you know, I get it. I get it now. I was being all bland about it. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And it was a great interview. Um, another time we had you on with Ian on a Sunday. Yeah. On a beach, Clearwater Beach. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah, that was a great time. And we got to we gotta run that back. Uh, how long are you in town for? I don't know. I'm kind of winging this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That's just, a 2021 quote I've ever heard. Fuck? It. So what you just, you bought a one-way ticket? <laughs> I fucked, yeah. yeah. Yeah? That's what I do. I like to go places and find myself and just... And whatever, like, you know, for this moment, if I wouldn't have done, done the one-way ticket, I wouldn't have met, you know, been with you guys. That's true. true. That's so, true. Um, I well, just, what's, what's the I like difference between Nick, what's the, what's the difference between you being in character and you being out of character? Because oh, him well, in character and me in character are two different things, but I'm curious on what I'm your I'm always the is. same, whether I'm dressed up or not. Still, just want, I just want to give and love. Um, but as far as, uh, my whole thing, it came back to George, you know, what would George do? Um, so I, the dreadlocks and the colors and the glitter and the jewels. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Just, you have all done these that. things. Yeah. And I'm just, he taught me that. And in, and plus, you know, I, it was like, you know, I got really sick of going to these festivals and seeing these DJs and they were just so boring and they're sticking in the usbs and they're jumping up and down and they're grabbing the mic yo yo what's up you know they're not doing shit up there yo <laughs> and i'm just like are you fucking kidding me how much you getting paid like, exactly like, oh, just just to stand up there rock, rocking a baseball hat and pumping their hands yeah, yeah like and a lot of these guys don't get out of bed until you know unless they're getting like a hundred thousand per show god that's a so if you can I'd think to, to even get to that point i'm sure they worked before they got to that point sure. but people want to be entertained and i'm finding i you know the guy that does all the lights and stuff and lasers his name's tim anderson and i love him to death new salt and i love him and we're like we're creating a um kind of a company together because he was like i want a dj that wants to entertain an audience and i'm like i got you man i'm like i'm so sick of these people not entertaining it's all what it is. It's it's all the lights. It's lasers. It's it's the stage, the elaborate stage. It's, you know, yeah, it's the music. But what the fuck are they looking at? Right, right, right. Yeah, you need visuals. They don't even need that person up there. It could. It might as well be a club. It could. It could be a cardboard cutout with lasers sticking out of it. You're still gonna have EDC. You can just play the track, yeah. the record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The so track. you know yeah. what I mean? It's not even the names that are drawing these people. No, it's the festival itself. Exactly. R.I.P. to um, so Astroworld. <laughs> so these no. people are paying so much money. I don't know. In my head, I'm like, they deserve a show at this point. I agree with that. They need people singing. They need people dancing. They need people. They need a show. So that's what I'm creating and putting that on the stage. But again, the thing hit billboard yeah pandemic and then it's just kind of everything's just kind of slowly working its way out so i i dove right back into um production and worked with uh, uh chico bennett out of la and we were we busted out a really cool track called uh of all things it's called pillow talk mm -hmm. which is a remake of a 1973 um remake from sylvia robinson who 
I immediately Googled her, saw the video of her on a show from the 70s called Soul Train, and she just killed the stage with this slow grooving, like, I mean, almost uncomfortable song. You, it was said, so- you said Sylvia Robinson was on Soul Train? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. And it was so uncomfortable. Like, if you listen to even to this day, this track, you, like, I listened to it with my mom, and I, I was like, yo, I had to leave the room because it was like, she's literally like, you know, like, or definitely going to pull orgasmic right the show. <laughs> talking. <laughs> and then she's performing this on stage. And so it's a really cool story about her is she wrote that song for Al Green back oh, in, wow. back in um, the uh, 73 yeah. and Al Green, or I think they said it was too, uh, too uh, sensual or, you know, it wasn't for him, so, but she believed in the song so much and she was a writer. She wasn't really an artist. So she was like, I'm going to release it myself, myself. And so she started her own label, Sugar Hill Records, I think it was called. Um, yeah, I don't know for sure. Sorry. But um, she really, she created her own album. She, excuse me, her own label. She released Pillow Talk on her label and she hit Billboard mm. top 10, right? And so it's this really cool story how no one believed in the track and she did it herself. And she actually released the first Sugar Hill Gang, the first uh, rap No shit. Group. Re- record, wow. So she's like, yeah, she I believed in- I video of you dancing at um, Sugar Hill Gang. Sorry. Shut up. Really? <laughs> no, whatever. No, I was just a little- um, no, I would love to have We were all that. slammed. But yeah, never no, we, we were, so when she, I wasn't seriously <laughs> dancing. I was just acting a fool, but- But it's a really cool story. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Mike. (laughs) Well, it's a really cool story. And I just fell in love with the history of the track. And so me and Chico got together in LA (laughs) and created our own version. So is it? It's it's electronic. Okay. Are we talking like a sample? No, we redid it. We did it completely different though. Because yeah. that's like the, ironically, that's the only track that I didn't check out. Um, <laughs> so wait, no, we didn't release it yet. Okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm good. not, it's yeah. not a bell. So when, when's that getting released? Um, can we get a teaser? Probably like, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can pull it yeah. up on my phone. That'll yeah, be, awesome. be awesome. It's, it's really cool. It's a great song. And it, you, actually, it was it is a great track to follow up with uh, Kickback, yeah, which I like was Kickback. the last. Yeah. It's because I'm, you know, I'm singing and it's just... It's just perfect. It's a perfect follow-up. And I'm really glad that I was able to do it with with Chico. And I met Chico through this this other individual. And that's kind of, you know what, that's interesting. That's how things happen, too, is networking and energy. And um, you never know who you're going to meet. So uh, well, when you get a when you get a a charting track and an EDM. Yeah. And then you get other DJs that want to do the remix of your track. Yeah. How, how does that work out? Do they do they reach out to you? Do they just go ahead and drop sh- it and then tag you? Or like, how, how does that work out? Usually you get your remixes before you release mm-hmm. and you release it as an EP. Smart so, moves. Smart moves. Because um, you're trying to hit the, well, as as electronic artists, you're usually trying to hit the, the dance charts. And um, So which one's your favorite? Was remix of your track. Um, I like Steve Smooth. That's my favorite one. <laughs> that's, that's definitely work, my Dirty favorite. Works is really cool. Like um, he's out of Chicago. He's he's very um, consistent with his remixes, and um, I reached out to him to maybe do another remix for Pillow Talk. Um, but I just have so now that's one thing. Like when you do like start charting, like I was number two in France 
the dance charts. I was uh, top 10 in the UK. And then people do start approaching you and saying, yeah, I'd love to do a remix. And, you know, so now it's almost like with this new release coming up, I have so many, um, so many people trying to do remixes. I almost have like six or seven remixes and I'm like. Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. All those shits on EP. I'm going to check them out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to do a Don Pablo yeah. remix. Do the Don Pablo remix. Yeah, that would be the, um, the teddy bear remix. Oh, cut it out. <laughs> Are you producing right? Are you? Are you producing now? I'm I'm dabbling. I'm dabbling. I'm ready. Let's dabble, baby. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of hot DJs in Tampa that are dropping some great production. Man. Last episode we had Keys here, Keys so I'm just saying. Phenomenal. Yeah. I know that. What are you trying, what what are you dabbling in? Um. Well, so far <laughs> I've just done like uh, some remixes, uh, some re-drums, um, but I definitely want to have some organic records, but I... Um, I mean, I have the software and I have years and years of doing this. So, yeah. Um, what do you, what uh, type of, any, any type of uh, genre? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty open as far as the genre is concerned. I'll do anything from, uh, you know, 90 to 100 beats a minute, you know, hip hop, R&B-ish, but then, oh, okay. you know, but I want to go into. You're like lounge. But no, but I want to do new, new disco, like, disco. you know, your buck 20. And I, I go into something a little more progressive, but. Um, I want to dabble in all of them, not just new disco, but EDM as well. So, okay. Um, it's it's, it's got to start at 125 for me. <laughs> it's right. got to no, start no, no, at of course. And I go up from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, actually, no, and I know that. Makes sense. And I don't know. Tell them where you're originally from. Where you're originally from. <laughs> Detroit. Right. Yeah, that, so okay. That, <laughs> that's why she's like, oh, fuck yeah. that, yo. No, fuck that, yo. So she can step <laughs> a little bit to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, but no, but that means people. that you've been exposed to Motown. You've been. You oh, know, so much respect for like. You know, so you've you've been you you've been all around it between you know funk, Motown, you know, obviously your experience with EDM. Now you got to see the documentary about Motown, like on Netflix, and there's just so many. There's a few out there, but I watched one that uh, Barry Gor- Barry uh, Gordy. Ooh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> he was a uh, he kind of like sat there and talked about it the whole time. It was fabulous. This like every this little house that they had, every little room. Like one was the writer's room, one was the recording room, one that was the documentary. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that was a good one. But it's just She's so right. fascinating really that he borrowed a thousand. No, his dad, his mom, his mom gave him a thousand dollars to start. Wow, the uh, Motown. Yeah. And he was able to do it. Legendary label. Yeah, and changed all of our lives with that. that Damn right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that for, amazing? For yeah. generations to come. But that documentary and the uh, the Quincy documentary are. Oh, I love easily Quincy my Jones. favorite two on Netflix right now. Love Music that wise, that is yeah. They just dropped a um, the DMX documentary just dropped on HBO. Oh, I, have that Ooh, I haven't checked that out yet. And it looks like maybe a couple years before his passing, but you know, as of recent, and yeah. I'm, I'm dying to check that out. Any sort of music documentary where I really get to know you as a person, count me in. But yeah, just just not like about the show, but about yeah, absolutely. You know about you, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see that one. Barry Go- Barry Gordy, yeah. Yeah, that that whole documentary is fantastic. I know they yeah. did a really good job. Like people fantastic. don't realize how long it takes to do a doc- documentary. I just started doing a documentary documentary on dance music and the EDM scene, and um, it will take a good couple years. Are to you producing and hosting? Producing, um, hosting. Oh wow! Yeah, editing everything. Good lord! So it's going to take a while, of course, but I just I it needs to be done. Sure. Are you going to travel around and do that in various cities? Yeah, I already started doing that. Um, I go to, to 
just these different festivals and I, I grab people, I grab fans and I talk to them and I, I set up interviews with like different DJs and I have some places around here for you. I would love that. I would love that. And what's so funny is like, and that's why kind of why I started the footage with George you know, because I was like, even though it's not dance music. And then I started, started thinking, you know what? I should do kind of like, like all music, right? Because it really is the person behind the song that I'm interested in. You know? So you're talking like a building, bringing your actual personal past and working it into the documentary without, is that what you're saying? Like no, it's not about you... me. I don't want it to be about me. Um, I want it. I, I just, I'm fascinated with the person, the artist, mm -hmm. not the artist as we see them, but the one you can sit down with. Mm -hmm. Cause you'll find it's just, I've met so many famous people in my life and and they're nothing like who they like their persona that they come across yeah. to be. Yeah. And half the time they're pretty unhappy. Um, so it's just, uh, it's, I really want to just get to the nuts and bolts as they would say about like uh, the personality and the character and the individual and give them the opportunity to tell me what they really want to talk about. Yeah. Ice-T Ice did a documentary for hip-hop called um, Art of Rap, Nothing from Something, I think it was called. Yeah. And he went around and he started with the pioneers and uh, he spent a lot of time just talking about how hip-hop started and kind of worked his way to current artists. And it was more about the one-on-one -on -one interview and getting to know them and how they started. Yeah. And music-wise, that's always been one of my favorite documentaries because it's not really about the performance. It's really about that individual artists like um their point of view of how they got started and how you know how they feel about hip-hop and i've always wanted that same kind of approach to apply to rock and edm and you know other genres that i'm a fan of because that's definitely such a great a great way to look at it just um from the artist's point of view as opposed to just the live experience we always get the live experience i'd rather get the the more personal one see behind yeah. the scenes yeah yeah I'm with that. I'm and that's true, too. That. Like, I'm making that a part of it, too. Like, just the behind the scenes. Because I find whether I'm behind in a, on a movie set or at a music festival or something, there's so much shit going on behind the scenes. <laughs> like, What's the wildest shit you've ever seen? Like, just directors. All right, all right. Without, you don't necessarily have to drop names. But what's the wildest thing for mm. both of you? Because I definitely want to know your answer, too. Nope. The wildest <laughs> thing you've seen. There's so many. And I am by a uh, backstage setting. Oh, boy. This is you first, Nick. You probably have better ones than I do. Oh, fuck. Can you even say it? I can give you one. So we're talking I'll about like hookers, hookers dildos. Oh, boy. The, the wildest thing that I've ever Stuff seen like that. Yikes. Is, is actually going to be um, after school special, like, right? And uh, <laughs> so I'm at a funk fest. Mm -hmm. I'm in Mobile, Alabama. Mm -hmm. The year before, a new edition performs, No Bobby. No Bobby Brown. Everybody can't have an edition without I'm Bobby. Chant, the whole crowd's chanting, we want Bobby. I digress. Anyway, the next year, they bring Bobby by himself, solo. Mr. My Prerogative walks right by me. I'm, I'm starstruck, right? I'm like, oh, my God, it's Bobby. So we're following him in, going on stage, because my father's hosting the show. Yeah. Bobby's walking in with his now wife, and there's this kid standing in the hallway, and he's got a blunt behind his ear, and he's like maybe 17. Bobby snatches the blunt, looks the kid dead in the face and goes, don't do drugs, kid. Lights the blunt, 
keeps walking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yo, just you stuff. just gotta don't do drugs from Bobby fucking Brown. Of all people. That was my that was my that was my wildest thing. Like I've seen the drugs, I've seen, you know, the girls, the groupies, blah blah oh, blah okay. blah blah. But Bobby Brown that one telling a child to not do drugs, that was the wildest That's thing for me. Just great. seeing that whole flip of the tail right there. Good but for you, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Fuck. I don't know. I think the wildest thing I saw it was actually during a show. Well, one of the wildest. And it was Coolio. And during the, sh- <laughs> during the show behind us, there was um, a container. It was all bottled water for artists. Well, there was a guy backstage that he had a wheelchair for whatever reason. Well, he wasn't sitting in it. And so Julio. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean for whatever yeah, reason? For whatever reason. Wait, he has, has, he has Coolio. Um, I mean. You know what's weird is Coolio, he performed just recently was it the MTV Awards really I didn't get to see that yeah they brought they were doing like this MTV uh, uh, like is it 50 or 40 year history Mm -hmm. or 40 or something and so they brought back all these old school artists to perform and it was Mm -hmm. pretty cool but anyways that's why I was like he looked really did he yeah, this, yeah, this show he was, really bloaty. Well, man, this, you know what I'm this show was bad. Weird. Well, he looked. He had like instead of back in the day, he used to have all those. I don't even know the little twists. Yeah, um, the what did what did. Well, he essentially looked like a roach. He looked like a roach because he had like two antennae, <laughs> and he had a hat on, so he just had two antennae coming out of these motherfuckers. And then out of nowhere, he hops in this guy's wheelchair, and he's he's wide eyed during his whole performance. Hops in this guy's wheelchair. And he's doing wheelies backstage, and I'm like, uh, "You're still mid show." <laughs> so, so during his set, there's that canister, that container there with all the bottles of water. He leaps out of the wheelchair, and his head <laughs> dives. He, Greg Luganis is right into this fucking thing, and then he's just like a dog. He, he, he's just running his like head he left and right. And then he, you see his antenna going like this, and bottles of water are flying everywhere, and he's just like slapping around the water. And then his manager's like, "How long? Are you, how long are you going to let that develop?" The second that prick hopped in the wheelchair is when you I would come called up. it right there, bro. But no, the stage manager let him do it. Another what time, what drug was it? Was it cocaine? Huh? Who knows? <laughs> so where was Bobby? I didn't Brown ask. I didn't, I didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> where are you now, Bobby? Could have used you on that one. Dude. It had to be cocaine. It had to be cocaine. <sighs> There's another group, and I don't want to say the group's name because I'm cool with their DJ, but. Uh, they were on tour, and this cat chugged a bottle of Patron right on stage. Mm. And, so then, and then when you're looking mm. in the audience, it was a lot of vanilla faces. And he's like, white people. And he goes into this long-winded <laughs> diatribe. He's like, white people. And they're, they're like, um, <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, then he brought up his backup group. Like, they came out. And they're like, God damn, what are you, what are you doing? Who are you like, talking about right I now? I can't. Well, I'll tell Come you. Come on, man. I, we just dropped a bunch of names. I can't do it over air. Because uh, I'm cool with, I'm still, I got extensions to them. I'll tell you off air. Snoop. No, <laughs> it definitely was not Snoop. It was definitely not Snoop. Every guess you're going to tell us? No. Damn. Damn right I wouldn't. I damn sure was going to guess. Nah, because my homie DJs for them, so I can't I can't get into Here? that. Here? No. Hmm. no. Don't don't try it. <laughs> She's going to try to weasel, like, weasel <laughs> the information You can't see, but her eyebrow is definitely no, up. She's no, actually, Little John I was. I love Little John. Yeah, that's right, because Nikki was at that show with me. He was fun as hell. Like, in his rider, he put, he needed 150 shots of tequila. So I walk in the back, I'm like, what's that for? Like little John, I'm like, fuck, I should have known that. So at one part of the show, there's this white guy in front of him, 
and he's not drinking at all. And little John stops. He goes, hey, white boy. Hey, you motherfucker. He's like, is that water? He goes, is that fucking water? He goes, I'm not playing music. Grab him a tequila. So he got a tequila. Then he waited. Then he started to show back up. He goes, drink a motherfucking tequila. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's like going out with Asian Dave. Bro, oh, fuck Asian Dave, bro. <laughs> yeah. But Little John put on a hell of a show. Like, the whole time, he was on point. But he would roast people in the crowd. And we were doing, like, a, a naughty Elvis thing. And not a naughty Elvis. <laughs> the hell did I say? Naughty uh, Elvis. Yeah, not a naughty Elvis. What the hell does that I mean? I don't know, man. <laughs> I was not uh, wait, that joke. Naughty Elf. What, you naughty ate? Elf? <laughs> nah, I, no, what was it? It was you a... You um, banana and nah, peanut down. butter sandwiches? Slow down. No, he <laughs> he did a naughty elf contest. Okay, at uh, at water. It was like two years ago. Was it COVID year? I don't even remember now. Just, no, it was not COVID. COVID not hit. It was pre-COVID. Yeah, was it? And it, it was it was a good turnout. But it little was, John there is hilarious, bro. He roasts people, and uh, I don't know. He he might have been probably one of the funner ones, but he wasn't a degenerate like uh, like Coolio. Granted, he just came on. I was like, look, I've been drinking tequila all day. Like he came he out probably was it's probably all part of his persona. It, it might be, but yeah. you know, you know, I don't know. But that's what he was running with, and it sure as hell, he acted like it. But whatever, the energy was there. The crowd got to laugh. I'm good. So, what's your what's your celebrity background? What's your uh, your wild story from uh, backstage? Mm. I think I said something about dildos and um, yeah. Hookers. Please explain. Was Charlie Sheen there for that one? <laughs> it just seems no, like that'd it's be a like Charlie just, situation. Well, when you're on tour with you know band members, whether they're your own or others that you're touring with, whether like the opening act or the headliner, there's just just lots of stuff going on, and you'll find that there's just a, so many groupies and people running after the bus. And there's like what's crazy to me is like these poor poor girls. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> they jump on the bus with you. You know, they they have the, your band members or whoever they have their way with with them and then they literally like drop them off the next city and I'm like how are you gonna get home I'm like why are you doing this I have to go and pick up Pablo because of this all over <laughs> whoa for this exact reason yeah, like, and, they, really, and they just drop him off like yeah. that to the point where sometimes they just get <laughs> left and and they don't care what state they're in or how much money they have or just like wow or See, if they're I, alone or with friends. And it's just very interesting to me. Like, I don't know. I've always been so responsible, like, in general. And I would never do anything like that. But it's just ridiculous. No, nah, you're a wholesome human. I can attest to that. I can verify that. <laughs> verify. <laughs> I can verify that. That checks out. Um, but, yeah, I, screw that, man. I couldn't. I don't know how some of these cats go on tour and can do that, like, day in and day out. Like, just groupie after groupie after groupie. Oh, it's easy. It's what? really easy. What are you, <laughs> I don't know where easy. you're going with There's this. There's a lot of hot like chicks out there, man. And you just, you know, it's yeah. there and go for it. It's the devil's work. It's just, I've had, I've, I've, I've hung out with people. I've hung out with, I've dated people who are like artists and they like, uh, we have that whole, how many, how many people have you been with? I've been with thousands. What? Yeah. yeah. Thousands? Fuck yeah. you. All right. Well, I got to go. Here's one less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah, screw all that. Like, at least lie about it. Jesus, thousands. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, like, oh, like, you're so cool. Ooh. Yeah, Six well. with a thousand people. And how, why are you counting? Do you guys do that? How, how more importantly, how? 
Are you counting that many that high? Like you have a you must that, have that's like what's a, a journal. You have a spreadsheet you somewhere a with a bunch of hash marks. That's what you're I want to so, know. You're so like self-absorbed and into yourself. Like how, how, did, how did Will Chamberlain keep track of the? Like what's, the what's the number? Did he say a million? No, no. He said five. He said five thousand. He said he was five thousand. How many billions? I, of you know what? We gotta Google that. Thousand. All right, let's spot him five. Let's let We need to know on record how Where many who marks? has had the most sexual par- partners. Oh no, I'm not looking at Pablo. It. <laughs> no, no. No, if anything, I'm undersexed. Please, undersexed. That's, that's, yeah, I'm way is that under, a word? Undersexed. Undersexed is, is definitely is a, a word. word. It is, is today. It? Shit. <laughs> Fuck Webster. We'll introduce that shit. If you Google undersex, it's yeah, be a I'm right there like Pablo, this, like right there, like fucker, with a big spongy middle finger, two of them. <laughs> Fuck you all. The undersex. Yeah, undersex part two. That's me, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Fucking, uh, Who's got the most? Yeah, it's trash. Celebrity wise, yeah. S- S- Snoop, Hef. Oh, uh, let's just guess. I mean, he, Hef has to be up there because, I mean, he he was he was copulating since prohibition. I don't know. I think I think um, Kim Kardashian got the most bodies. Oh uh, no, she's definitely ran through Hollywood. She's not done. It's, it's got it's got to so. be it's got to huh? be a rocker. No, she it's either going to be a rocker or a uh, or an athlete. It's got I be think Paris Hilton has had more sexual partners than Kim Kardashian. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Tommy Lee's up there. He he seemed to have a popular penis for a long time. He's, he's all married and settled now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, good for him. Uh, well, probably because they got rid of hepatitis after after the fact. <laughs> no, they did. They created a pill and got a rid little, of hepatitis. Seal. Pamela Anderson had hepatitis. Yeah. 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 Now they're like, hey, guess what? I mean, look, magic got rid of AIDS. Well, he never had AIDS. He had HIV. Well, he doesn't have anything. Mm. So, and that's impossible. uh, Well, on the way to work here, I saw him on a billboard for a health commercial. I met him for for an insurance company. He he doesn't mean you just he turned HIV into a paycheck. Mm. Mm. Good for him. Yeah, Mm. damn right. Like, I honestly don't think that. I think he has HIV still. I don't think you can get rid of HIV. Yeah, they said rich enough to maintain it. Yeah, they said it's below. And you can do that now, but it is an expensive drug, I believe. Of course it is, but not only that. For him to, there's more out there than what we know. Because if you look up patents, there's a patent for it. Yeah, for the cure, but. who knows? Go across the border and then. Well, not Mexico. You don't want to go that. Then there's a cave. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shit. He can do it. You, can, you said you said you met him. What was it? What was it like meeting? He's Magic. amazing. He's yeah. such a sweet person. Such a nice, nice did guy. You like, um, a did little you bit of a wandering eye. Afterward, after you shook his hand, or there was no paranoia on that handshake. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she would have gave him the lane, dog. She would have gave him the lane if he was if he was getting ready to post up. A lane? No, never mind. No, I'll, expl- I'll, expl- <laughs> no, I'll, ex- I'll explain to you What does that even ways. mean? No, no, I'll explain to you A lane meaning you, like if he hit no, on no, me, no, I would no, have sex damn with him? It, no, fuck, no. It was a what basketball term, about? Nick. It was a basketball term. I know where you're going, yo, no, and you meant something that, bad. No, that wasn't what I meant. Yes, you did. No, Tell I did. Tell me too. What does it mean? That's not what I meant. What does a lane mean? Talking schmucks, ladies and gentlemen. Prime example. No, in basketball, when you give someone the lane, it's like they're charging down the lane, and I just do this. <laughs> and I just let magic blow by. Or anyone else. I gave magic lane. That's what I meant. Come on, man. 
God, you can tell she's, you know, you're, you're obviously. You're so not telling the truth. I'm 100% telling you the truth. was her immediate response Yo, facially. Like, was ready like, to that's why I'm laughing. She was like, say what? Yeah, she's already shank a motherfucker. She's going to cut yeah, your ass, and I was going to be right there with the police. Like, I'm, I'm with her <laughs> officer. I I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he was really cool. No, that's that's all that matters, because you meet a lot of celebrities that aren't. And uh, big up to him for, oh, speaking of Lakers, let's go on to something else. And you, this part you probably haven't seen. But I need to talk about this because he's a Laker fan. And um, what was the cat's name, Jason? A little help here. The victim. What was it, Stewart? Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Bro. What victim? Here, look at this video. In Detroit. Oh, of all places. Yeah. Well, something was I need it, to the know. 17th no, it was a basketball game. It's been about look at 17, you the, right? You have the 13, don't you? What? Of course, you have the best phone. No, I don't have the 13. Cut it out, Nick. Let me it has three camera lenses. It's, it's the twelve. It's twelve pro. Well, two of those are stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Two of those are stickers. Pablo, you fraud. <laughs> Hold on. That's, that's hilarious. To impress the hoes, I got two stickers. <laughs> oh my from god! iPhone seven to thirteen. That's that's trash. Freaking genius. All right, so look at this. So anyway, so him and I will talk about it. Peep that video out. Okay. Um, but one hundred percent. Just to recap, you're showing her the <laughs> LeBron <laughs> sucker punching him in the face. Oh wow! Is it okay if it's playing? Turn, turn the uh, <laughs> turn, turn it out just a smidge. Turn the volume off. But the um, I don't know how you handed oh. it to her. She doesn't know how to work the um. The cut new, it out as the far new as she phone. is. Like, oh, cut it out. Oh my goodness! I didn't. Even, I nobody never even, knows how to work the iPhone seven thirteen that you got. <laughs> I never even had the volume on, so I don't understand. Yeah, you handed it to me. It just kind of went. Yeah, it just kind of did its own thing. All right. So, anyway, so here's what it is. It's a punch that this cat threw, and the league. LeBron James is like the league's golden child, so he's the aggressor. It's right after uh, <laughs> the they're aggressor. in the <laughs> which he clearly was. So what am I waiting for? You want to see that punch. You're going to see a punch. Tell me if that looks deliberate to you. You want me to hold it back further for you? It's a deliberate punch. I got to see it again. It just, oh, that was deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's hear your take on it. And I'd love to hear, what's your take on it? Because oh, it, it was definitely deliberate. It was deliberate. Okay. I'm a Laker fan. I mean, like, yeah. you're. I don't think that he meant to go that high. Even to box out. No, he's seen it. He's seen it. No, he's a sports junkie. He's seen it a million times. Okay. So, in no way, shape, or form was that not deliberate. There was mm -hmm. one, and in addition to that, the the league suspended him one fucking game. Oh. One game. That's it. One game. And then the, the suspensions were mainly for the the altercations afterwards too. It just seemed like what he what did he get? He got two days. Two days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Stewart got two. So and Stewart only got man, two. Man, look, that was trash. That they they got away with murder there. LeBron got away with murder. I'm just saying, don't start a fight in Detroit, mm -hmm. considering you know history wise, yeah, you don't want to start a no. you don't want to start a new of fight up in the palace. You <laughs> don't know do me? that um, in the new palace well, because you know. But yeah, speaking of, and they moved the they stadium moved. back into gone, downtown. Yeah, the palace is gone. So now, for so. sure, don't you start do some not shit. Start <laughs> shit <in Detroit>. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know the last time you were there, but I I was there about a year ago, and it is beautiful. Is it what really gorgeous? Oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. That's where I did the podcast or the um the thing with uh, Chris Hansen, right? And it was 
so beautiful. Uh, the streets of Detroit are beautiful. They're what? lit up. There's stores. I mean, we saw this coming. I mean, after it bottomed out, that's the only thing that you have to expect is that oh. investors are going to really? buy yeah. up. I am surprised. Yeah, yeah. I so thought I was, was going to be a There's like a Whole Foods downtown. Like, really? Like, wow. what the hell that's is how happening? You know, that's how you know you made it and you got the Whole Foods. Like, that was crazy, You're though. Like, meeting. to see that. Because I hadn't been back in years. And then when I was able to go there and work there, like, downtown... I was like, wow, this is beautiful. I was so excited for the city because they really deserve it. And I just hope it attracts the right type of people. They're making it like a more kind of an urban contemporary, kind of like the creative type. And that's getting spread everything, like even on the West Coast, like the new urban contemporary type individuals like that are usually in Portland or Seattle, the tech people. Yeah, that's what's happening. They're saying that like right it's, it's going to come to Detroit. You know, it's just like a. No one wants to come to Detroit. But it's still, you know, not as expensive and it's trendy and it's it's a melting pot of creativity. And they're like, there's this amazing recording studio, like right in the corner. Just It's just yeah. everything. You're such a delicate I was so butterfly. excited about <laughs> seeing this. Say, don't start no fights in Detroit. Hell no. Still, exactly. Still, like, exactly. Just don't. Well, so, so, what, so what's, your personal, what's your personal beef? Are you saying it's like a... No, LeBron got away with murder, and that should have been way more than one game suspension. One hundred percent. If that was another player, they would have. They would have been. The book would have been thrown at him. My personal belief is just because he was coming off of such a long injury, and they want to keep him on TV. If, like you if, said, if I get a DUI job. today, <laughs> you, but I do a couple you're charities not tomorrow, <laughs> right? You're okay, not fair enough. So it's not an even playing field, is what we're saying. No, no. No. Fuck you. That's what I'm sorry, man. I'm so looking did they, for did you, sorry, I love Why you, did he do it? What happened? I'm just kidding. What happened in court? I mean, ball is ball, but yeah, I mean, no you got, you're got you always going to talk about what was done beforehand, who shoved who first, who elbowed who first on a box out. But I mean, at the end of the day, that was still a, a shitty Right. A shitty punch. I was just wondering, like, was there some something said beforehand? Uh, social you, media? You, you ne- no, 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 no. You never know during the game what, what could have transpired yeah. or what was in someone else's ear, but... Like the like the, the fans that he it. had kicked out during the game, I can't remember if it was before or after at this point. But the game that he had two fans that were kicked out in Indiana when they were playing the Pacers, and uh, one lady, one dude, and out of nowhere in the middle of the game, he just walks over, walks the ref over. He's like, "These two kicks these, you know, these two people out," and everybody's just like, "Oh, cry baby, Braun, cry baby, Braun." But word is, is that. The lady said something, allegedly said something about having Bronny, who's his son, die in a car crash mid game. That's so he was just like these two. You know, they said this, this, and this. I would do the same thing. Get out of here. I didn't hear that. Yeah, it's just, just what was that like a week ago? It was a week ago. Yeah. Fuck. If you, I mean, if they're living, if they're close down, you know, if they're close to the sideline. Who knows? Literally on court oh, side. Oh, yeah, on court side, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're probably just screaming at him. Yeah, like side. right right uh, where, you know, the bench players. I would say. not be a good athlete. I would not be a... No, I don't I think would, I'd be able to tolerate that either. I feel like he oh handled my. that. He handled that better than the Stewart situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky them. He didn't run over and just, like, sucker yeah. punch them. Oh, but like, Christ. Yeah. Well, let's do this because uh, we we, uh, we went a little bit past. Um, let's give him your socials. What's your socials, Nick? Uh, I, my IG is at... DJ N I K one one. How'd you look at me confused about your socials? Because you just threw it at me like <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to what My, should I have softenedly sent that to you? What's your website? Well, I'm saying my EPK is 
nik11.com. Perfect. And um, you can just. Everything is on that do website. Do a search. I just do a search. She's got no, all social up. media at the top of her website, yeah. and it's a link to every no, social no, media. I, I'm just trying to walk people down. No, so she was like, yeah, if not, you just put in your search engine and IK11. You can find all kinds of stuff. That's legit, huh? I really like my YouTube channel because it's just, it's really a part of my creativity because I direct, produce. Oh, so we can see all the, sides the of you music there. videos. That makes sense. And I just, it really kind of uh, talks about, it, it really is a visual of what I've tried to create the whole time, what you would see on a live show. Right? So we can get a good feel for you there on your YouTube channel? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll subscribe to that. What do you both have coming up for the for the end of the year, real quick? Because we're what this episode's going to be dropping in like December, so we got a couple of what's happening in December. Well, this up by the time this comes out, it'll be about middle of December. Oh, so okay, cool. So, do you have like plans for New Year's? Are you going to be on the West Coast? What's your story? Don't know yet. One Still winging it, baby. That's dope. Ooh, okay. I got something I could talk to you about after this. Then I have something pending. I might be in Key West um, with a client of mine um, that I work with, uh, and they told me they went we want. Might want me to DJ down there. So when for for New, New Year's? Year's Eve, like yeah. a like, like a club or like a yacht? No, 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 like a mansion. Oh, oh it's mm. like a yeah. No, it is one hundred percent. How big is a mansion? Is it at least ten thousand square feet? Probably more. I didn't ask. <laughs> I, mean, I could probably Google it if it matters. <laughs> but no, it's it's definitely. Yeah, I don't think they have room for that in Key West. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you have to like, only boat approach. No, yeah. this is a this is a great venue. This, I mean, great venue. It's a great location. What are you inviting us or like? No, no, no. If you wanted to spin with me, oh. we, maybe we could do a gig down there if you're still in the area. Okay. Um, but that's that'd be we, fun. You know, let me know. But uh, so that's what it looks like for my end of the year wrap up. And then uh, next show we have Steve from Park and Rec. Yeah. And uh, I think Chris Beasley's coming through as well. So we'll have uh, the whole gang here. We, You know what we should do? What's that? Should reach out to Vintage and get the whole oh, residency prick. in here. I'm with it. Yeah. He, he's down. We can bring the crew. We can do that. Bring the whole residency. Yeah. Let's, let's do that now. Well, on behalf of Be More Mike as well as myself, uh, Pablo, uh, peace, God bless, talking schmutz. Later. Ciao. Bye.